0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks, everyone. We ready, we ready, we ready. You heard Guys, that?
1: we've had a whole entire full day already. Ooh, oh, yeah. And now we are just starting today mm-hmm. recording. Mm-hmm. We got this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yes. Cheers. Powered by these people. The one and only. Yeah, Cheers. exactly. Cheers. So, hi. And today's episode, at least for right now, this episode that we're going to be talking about is what?
0: She and I suffer from <laughs> and it's very on daily on every episode. It's very apparent. You have witnessed it. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about ADD and ADHD. I mean, it's
1: part of our charm at this point. I, I say it's part of our charm. You know, I may be biased to it, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was ever diagnosed, but <laughs> no, we I, I wasn't either, so we're both. I'm I guess, pretty sure my pediatrician I'm
0: pretty sure my parents probably said something to my pediatrician, and
1: he was like <laughs> like typical Cuban. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing and mm-hmm. all. My daughter doesn't have that. What are you talking about? And then we get home, and it's like, pay attention. Yeah, one plus one is two. Why are you saying three? I was looking at something else. <laughs>
0: Yvette, we've we've how many times we've spelled the same word
1: sixteen times, 16 Yvette. Times. How do you spell pay welcome? attention, Mita? Mira, aquí, para de mirar, stop looking everywhere, here, here, yeah. No, no, it's a little bit sure. of PTSD right now Yeah, right, right now, yeah. No, and for me too, like totally. I, I really think like we would probably see, you know, a psychiatrist or, some, or something yeah. actually go through the testing and we probably For it, sure. But, you know, anyway, uh, we're not here to diagnose you or ourselves right now, but we're here to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> and
0: ADD, ADHD is very loosely used. Now, oh yeah, it's everywhere. Everyone, uh, TikTok, Instagram, yeah, yeah. I ADD mean, is kicking in. It's yeah. a joke, but ADD is an actual thing, and yeah. it interferes with your daily activities, which we're gonna talk all about right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, in this episode, talking about ADHD, it's two of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders that affect millions of children and adults around the world. We're going to cover the medical definitions, which is the difference between ADD and ADHD. So we're going to cover the medical definition, uh, the difference between ADD and ADHD, just slightly different. However, we're going to talk about the diagnosis, the prevalence, the treatment options, the mm-hmm. cognitive and intellectual effects genetic factors the medication side effects because that's a really big one a lot of people worry about too when they get
1: diagnosed with it
0: which you should worry about any kind of of medication side effect of course right and then some myths and facts that we might hear about these kind of conditions too yep so let's talk about ADD
1: let's go and I just realized talking about ADD we're kind of matching we We are we really are it's like
0: almost like a little gold brown i know and
1: it was like not planned at all guys i swear not planned and i just i mean i just realized it now looking at ourselves on the camera i was like
0: (laughs) 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 all right you like match perfectly with your bed Like with a little yeah,
1: so that's like a subconscious thing probably because I just shaved the bed today, so it's probably yellows in my brain or something. I love it. I love it. That's just probably it. Anyway, medical definitions. This is all you. You're the doc here. So okay. So ADD
0: (laughs) stands for attention deficit disorder. ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder okay both acronyms refer to the hereditary biochemical disorder that impairs a person's ability to perform at their fullest potential i had
1: no idea it was hereditary it can be oh yeah i had had no idea and i had a hard time saying that word right now too
0: so anyway so yes it can be hereditary
1: Mm.
0: sorry taking a swig of my celsius Mm -hmm. so yes it can be uh hereditary And what I had just said, it basically impairs your daily function. So, when some people say, Oh, I have ADD and all these things, you're probably most likely functional. Yes, you have some sort of process going on with yourself, or maybe some part of your personality is very easily distractible. Right. Okay. But you're able to fully function. So when you have ADD and ADHD, this really interferes with your function in your daily activities, okay? And that is, we usually, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but you usually want two different types of environments. It's not just like, hey, you know, you're really struggling at school, but then at home, you're not seeing the same behavior. So it's its right. not something that's just going to happen in one place, yeah. okay? It might be worse. Mm-hmm. It might be worse in some places, but you're definitely not going to see it just only when you're doing one activity.
1: So, like when you're testing this out to make sure if the person has ADD, ADHD, mm-hmm. you have to see them in different scenarios, yes. different environments, or whatever. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Understood.
0: That's why that when yeah, it's a, a lot of parents will come to me and say it's kind of
1: ridiculous. But we no, have. I lot- could only imagine <laughs> how many times that must be brought up on a daily basis. I've for had you. people
0: bring this up when the when the kids are two or three years old wow and and they're telling me no it's just that they're all over the place don't get me wrong I'm not saying that you don't have an instinct yeah that may be potentially in the future what we're seeing yes and especially if there's a family history too Mm -hmm. or you have other kids with ADD ADHD so you kind of already see these these certain highlights coming through but you know your kid probably doesn't have ADD if you're telling me that your two-year-old toddler cannot pay attention to you for more than 20
1: minutes at two years old that's rough For more than five (laughs) minutes
0: for more than five minutes if i can get my daughter's
1: attention for more than five minutes it's a good day yeah i mean even me yeah me like i i mean i get it i i can't i I cannot conceive like two or three years old. That's why in school, if you put them in a daycare or whatever, it's not structured at the, at that age for them to sit down and do things. It's always play yeah. learning and all that, because yeah. there's no way that you could expect a two or a three year old exactly. to sit down, be quiet and listen to a lecture or do yeah. something for 30 minutes to an
0: hour straight, yeah. you know? And have you seen, oh, uh, have you seen videos of teachers and how they teach at different age groups?
1: No, I haven't.
0: So it's actually very interesting. And the only reason I bring that up is because I follow my daughter's school Mm -hmm. on Instagram and they have videos, Mm -hmm. right? And I see the teachers teaching some of these things and I just tell myself, wow, that is not how I thought teachers teach that age group. But it makes sense of to course, me. Yeah. You know, they teach a lot through play yeah. and emphasizing uh-huh. different words and different letters. Oh. They even change the way their expressions on their face really? to make kids excited to learn that. And, and they even say, everyone together. It's very cool to see yeah. how, how kids learn. Yeah. And especially, I don't teach kids. Right. I, right, right. That's not my field. If anything, you're teaching the parents. Right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so basically, telling you it was normal. It was not normal. Yeah. Basically, what I mean to say is that it's very cool to see how teachers teach. So yeah. it gives me perspective because now when I educate parents on how kids learn and all of that, it I think of that because even I am surprised. Yeah. And you'd think that
1: I would have some sort of notion right. on that, but I don't. So, yeah. It's surprising even that, well, no, I'm trying to think in what time frame would you be able to learn that? And not even in med school, they don't teach you that. No, and there's they, a lot of things that we need to learn in medical school that we don't. You know, there's yeah, there's they they should. But anyway, but I could see how they wouldn't because it's so broad. Like, why would a yeah. neurosurgeon have to care about that? You yeah. know, so I get that like very different. But then if you're doing residency in peds. But then you're usually doing that at clinics and hospitals. There's no really an actual setting for you to learn that. So yeah, that's why I was thinking. I was like, I want we to learn- learned about
0: development. Yeah, of course. You know, and child development, and I can give you the very basics of yeah. it. You know, yeah, yeah, same as adults, same as geriatric, right, right, same as everything. Yeah, we're gonna learn the basics of it. But yeah. I'm not a teacher. I'm not, and you know, I'm not in the education. Field. Right,
1: but it's very interesting. At least for you to see mm-hmm. how different. So just yeah. because of how different kids at different ages, like they're able to absorb things. Yeah, you exactly. Know, better in certain ways. But anyway, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, tangent.
1: I know, right? It's coming back. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so what are the main symptoms of ADD and ADHD? Uh, so basically, you're going to have inattention. You're going to have hyperactivity. If you have that hyperactivity portion of it. Impulsivity. That is a big one. So think about um you interrupt a lot. You fidget a lot as well. You are jumping between one thought and another and another and you start with one thought and then that thought provokes another thought. So then you stop doing what you're doing on one thing and yeah. then start thinking about the other. And then it's just, oh no, go back to what yeah. I was doing. No, It's my brain all the time. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like right now. Yep. <laughs> so basically DSM-5. We've yeah. talked about DSM-5 before. Yeah. It's basically what the psychiatry are umbrella in psychiatry, what we use for criteria to meet certain diagnoses. So it's classifies ADD and ADHD into three different try- types. So there's a predominantly inattentive, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't focus. Right. Okay. Then there is a predominant hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you can't focus, you're focusing, but you are hyperactive. So it's breaking that concentration. And then you have a combined type. Okay. Okay. So that those are the three major diagnoses for add adhd okay Okay. the difference between add and adhd has to do with the presence or absence of hyperactivity so add is an old term that is now out of date for the condition known as adhd which is the inattentive type okay so before attention deficit disorder now we usually just say adhd inattentive type okay which still, I don't really know how that makes sense yeah, because yeah. you have the hyperactivity
1: in there. Right, right. And you can't really put everybody under that umbrella, yeah. right? So if anything, I feel like ADHD would go under the umbrella yeah. of ADD. But I mean, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But still, it's like very weird. Why would they, they bunch that up? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the world of psychiatry is doing a lot of like name changes these days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're like- just
0: trying to be more specific. But then again... I, I guess I do understand that if you have some sort of inattention, mm-hmm. there may be something that's interrupting that attention. Yeah, but it doesn't have but to But it be. doesn't have to be hyperactivity. Exactly.
1: It's like you were explaining just a second ago. It could be several thoughts happening at the same time, and then you're going from one thought to another. But that could happen with you just sitting down. Yeah. You know, so yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah. So if you have the inattentive type, then people with this type may seem shy or they daydream a lot. Are they in their own world? <laughs> Lord, if I could have a dollar for every teacher that told me "Hello, Earth to Yvette."
1: Yeah, and the scary times that I've gone home or wherever it is that I was going to, and I'm like, "How, how, how we I we get here?" I don't even remember how I got here because I'm just like an automatic going. Yep. and I, you know, I drove fine; everything was fine. I but literally wasn't all there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy how the brain could do that. I know. You know, that you could do yeah. something as complicated as driving, especially in this freaking city, and not even like really fully pay attention to it, you know? I know.
0: <laughs> but I, I think that's also because sometimes we're just on autopilot. I yeah. mean we know where we live. You well, know that- we grew up here one so yeah. hundred. Sometimes I'm driving and I'm probably thinking of stuff mm-hmm. and my body is just on autopilot. Exactly. It's it knows when to break and knows when to stop. That's it what knows what I'm when saying. a stop sign is gonna come.
1: That's what I'm saying. It, it mostly happens when you're going either like back home or to work or something yeah. that you're frequently going yeah. to. That's where I find it. And I'm like, "Yep, oh, fuck. It's, it's, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So ADHD, the hyperactivity impulsive type, on the other hand, is marked by excessive movement, talking, fidgeting, interrupting, and acting without thinking, but without significant inattention either. Okay, so it's Mainly, so that's what I, I was trying to say, it's like mainly this hyperactivity portion right, right. that it's like y- you can focus, but it appears like you can't because you are just
1: all over the Constantly place. Constantly. You have to be doing something physically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: okay. So people with this type may appear restless, impulsive, disruptive. This is usually the ones that I usually get in clinic that the teachers that they say that they're super disruptive and all of that. And don't get me wrong. When I have a kid that has ADHD in clinic, <clears throat> you could tell. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. But just again, just because you're not like that doesn't mean that you don't have the inattention. Right. Part. Right. You know, or the inattention, inattentive type, I should say. But yeah, so the combined type is the most common type of ADHD, and it involves both inattention and hyperactivity, impulsivity. People with this type may have trouble with all aspects of attention, behavior, and self-regulation. Okay.
1: All right. So how is it diagnosed? Because at least me, I've been this whole entire time doing exactly the ADD thing, and I'm just like, check check, (laughs) check, (laughs) everything. But yeah, just don't self-diagnose as I'm doing in my brain. (laughs) Don't do that. But anyways, this is how it would typically happen with a professional, at least. There's no single test to diagnose ADD or ADHD. And many other problems like sleep disorders, anxiety, depression, and learning disabilities can have similar symptoms. To make a diagnosis, a healthcare provider will ask about the child or adult's medical history, family history, current symptoms, and functioning in different settings, as we had talked about, such as home, school, work, pick it. The provider will also use a criteria, like she had mentioned, the DSM-5, to determine if the symptoms meet the threshold for a diagnosis of ADD or ADHD. The criteria require that the symptoms must be present before the age of 12, must occur in more than one setting, and must interfere with daily functioning, and must not be better... So there's not something else that's probably causing that. Exactly. So must not be better explained by another condition, like she just said. The provider may also use rating scales, questionnaires, or other tools to assess the severity and impact of the symptoms. Yeah.
0: So the most common, just because our point of our podcast is to make this more relatable to everyone. And so that they don't feel so overwhelmed when they have a bunch of information thrown at them. But basically, the questionnaires is most likely going to be the most common type because when you're doing a full assessment, and mm. that's going to take a long time yeah. because these are questions that we need to really think about. So the most common questionnaires that we use is either connor's connor's is a very famous one vanderbilt also has a very famous questionnaire but basically you want to give the questions to the parent oh okay and then you want to give the questions to someone else however this might look different in adults right because an adult doesn't need someone else answering questions about how they're functioning yeah right Okay. So this might be just more than a, like a, an assessment that they do with a provider. But at least for me, I give the parents a questionnaire and then I give the school a questionnaire. And, okay. I, and I tell them, hey, give this to the teacher that spends most time right. with the student. And sometimes you can see that there's a huge difference. So the parents are scoring way off the charts. Okay. Right. And then the teachers are actually, no, they're okay. okay. So then we combine both of them and then we see if this is true adhd or not or if there's like a swing from one side to the next
1: yeah okay yeah because i could see how if you would have to assess it in different places different environments that has to take time yeah because how are you gonna go Mm -hmm. from like an office setting to like you know all this so that makes sense Mm -hmm. so how common is it according to the cdc about 9.4 percent of children aged between 2 and 17 years of age in the united states have either been diagnosed with adhd and about 4.4 percent of adults aged between 18 and 44 years have ever been diagnosed with adhd the prevalence of adhd varies by age gender race ethnicity and geographic region it is more common in boys than in girls in white and hispanic children than black and asian children and in some states more than others the prevalence of ADHD may also depend on the diagnostic criteria the methods of assessment and the sources of information used so that's interesting how I until I was doing this research I had no idea how genetically like propensity is yeah I thought it was more of idios just you don't really know where it comes from it's very random but I had no idea that it was actually, like, a genetic component to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do... Well, not sometimes. Most of the time, if I am... If I am getting a patient that their chief complaint in Mm -hmm. the visit is because of something along the lines of inattention, then I do always ask uh, family history, like what's the highest uh, level of education in the parents? Is there anyone that wasn't able to complete school? Mm -hmm. Anyone else in the family that had to remediate some courses? Mm -hmm. Was there anything at birth? Were there any neurological conditions going on at birth? So those are things, all evaluations. Because sometimes it's not ADHD. Right. You know, right. I've, right. I've had parents come and say, no, all the other classes are fine. It's just mathematics. And I'm like, that's not ADHD. Mm-hmm. That is probably they hate
1: math. math
0: and they do not pay attention because it is so boring to them.
1: Yeah. And I get that.
0: And I get it. The, <laughs> yeah. Math is not for everyone. No, it's definitely... not for everyone. English is not for that's, everyone. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, my God. You couldn't get me to read a history book. <laughs> you could you couldn't get me to do that, you know. So, but it's not ADHD. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes I I feel like now that we're trying to diagnose everything, it's like inflating things that shouldn't be. Like sometimes kids are just kids; like they are bored and they don't care about it. And I'm it's going
0: some tea. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, well, okay. it's not like major tea, but it's just something that I've observed. Okay, and I I want the engagement okay. of everyone. So. And I'm not saying this for, like, schools or specific schools or specific teachers. Not every teacher is made equally. Mm, not yeah, every absolutely. school is the same. Yeah. So not every family.
1: No. Absolutely. Not every not. family is the same either. Yeah, yeah.
0: But there have been multiple times that I get to my – that I have kids come to my clinic. And it's the first time that a school concern is ever brought up. Okay. And the teachers mm-hmm. actually hand the parents mm-hmm. a form that asks for a diagnosis, uh-huh. a prognosis, uh-huh. and treatment. And then the parent comes and says, "Hey, the school gave me this for you to fill this out." And then I look at it and I ask them, "I'm like, okay, what is this diagnosis? What is this treatment? Where's yeah. exactly that we're talking about?" And they're yeah. like. Well, I'm not sure because they said that they're not doing well in their classes. Huh. And then I ask, okay, have they had any psychoeducational testing done? So to make sure that there's no learning disabilities happening, mm-hmm. have they had any tutoring done? Is this on every subject? Is it yeah. just some subjects? And sadly, but I want to say eight times out of 10, yeah. they have not done any of those things. So they already come to me yeah wanting the yeah. diagnosis of ADD and ADHD and for them to start medications.
1: Wow, without properly With evaluating first
0: time evaluation. And I can't express how frustrating it oh, is. Oh yeah, it has to be. To I've had parents come to me and say Well, I want my kid to go to the neurologist to get ADHD meds because they're getting B's, but to be in this program they need to have straight A's.
1: That sucks. And that is the trend, unfortunately, that's happening. Oh, and And you should see how angry.
0: You should see how angry they get when I tell them that is not an indication for medication. So I can't believe they're handing you papers already. Like the schools
1: just automatically hand you papers without anything like really
0: without anything. I understand if they hand me a form with a previous diagnosis, so yeah. they need that for right. their records and stuff. But if this is the first time that this child is getting evaluated yeah, okay, for this problem, how do you expect me yeah. to have a 10 to 15 minute conversation with the parents and then already diagnose them and start them on medication? That's- that is... Absurd! That's crazy. And and again, I'm not sure how it how it is in the adult world. I yeah, can yeah. only speak on the pediatric side of it, but I think adults might be a little bit different, right? right because right, right. it's not this whole entire like the school, the thing. school, yeah. and then back and then learning. I think it's very different. Mm. It might not be
1: so complicated, but
0: it can get pretty messy. Oh, it definitely
1: can. I, I could see both sides could get messy quickly if you allow it. You know, yeah. the, the the sad thing about it is that we're when it comes to kids is that. Kids can't really express the full depth of it. Yeah. Or at least they don't really know how to explain mm-hmm. the full depth of it like an adult can. Mm-hmm. When they sit down, like an adult speaking to a therapist yeah. could get a lot more out and explain more of the symptoms and things that are happening versus a child. Yeah. A child probably won't even know, you know, what they're what they're truly answering yeah. or what really is happening. Yeah. Especially really young kids like at five years old or something like that. Yep. That's crazy, man. That's anyway. Yeah. And again, I always tell parents because I do have parents that are
0: hesitant for any of those types of for the diagnosis they're afraid of it following them through the rest of their lives having a label yeah so i do have that fear from parents as well and it's my job to also say hey if it truly is interrupting their life they are getting kicked out of multiple schools they're failing their grades they're they're getting placed behind yeah yeah there comes a moment where we need to really take a look at their environment and truly see because if it is The medicine will work for those that need it.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that you don't want to over-diagnose for no good reason. No, you don't want to over-treat either. Exactly. You're giving medications that have actual real side effects. I
0: usually do any, which I'm sure that adults also recommend this as well. Mm -hmm. I also recommend some sort of therapy Mm -hmm. before starting any medication. I mean, if we are going as far as to starting a daily medication. Yes then we should at least have an evaluation to see if there's anything that we can change, anything that the kids can learn, tips, tricks, yeah. habits that they can pick up so that they can be better at self-regulation.
1: That makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely, because that may just help significantly right mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Could- yeah. yeah. All right, so treatment options. Yes, so treatment
0: options. There is no cure for ADD, ADHD. I do think... So that's like a caveat, like a little caveat for me. Mm -hmm. I do think that as you grow older, you can learn different habits and you can learn a lot about yourself to maybe manage it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. But at the end of the day... There is no cure, right? Because it's a problem, right? And it might get worse at certain times, but it's always probably going to be there. Yeah. Okay. And you're probably going to have flares, maybe moments where it's better, but it will always be there. There, So there's no cure for ADD and ADHD, but there are many treatment options that can help manage the symptoms and improve the quality of life of people with these type of disorders. So the treatment options include medication, behavior therapy, and counseling, which is kind of like what we were talking about. Yeah. You can also have help with education, okay, and then also some support. Mm -hmm. So the best treatment plan is usually a combination of these, everything, like we already said, and then you want to tailor it to the individual's needs, Mm -hmm. their preferences, and also their goals. So a good example of this is, at least for me in clinic, I always tell parents, hey, along with this diagnosis, along with the therapy along with the medication if we do get to that point. You need to go back to the school. You need to get an individualized learning plan. You need to maybe apply for what's called a 504 plan. Do you need more time? Do you need more test taking? Do you need breaks? Do you need to be separated from the classroom when you're taking tests? Okay. So these are all things that the the individual goes to the school and sits down with the counselors and their teachers and everything, and they come up with goals for that individual person. So that's why uh, we usually would prefer for it to be tailored to everyone's different needs. That's why that's why everyone should be on the same page for yeah. this person. Yeah. So the medication is often the first line of treatment for ADHD, especially for children older than six years of age. But I do wanna say they should probably also be in therapy Mm -hmm. as well. But yes, for true ADD, ADHD, that they are dysfunctional and they cannot function, Mm -hmm. then we do recommend medication. There are two main types of medications for ADHD. You basically have the stimulants and then you have the non-stimulants. Basically, medication that works but just in different ways. Okay. But the goal is the same. So, stimulants are the most widely used. This is the most common one, like Adderall. Yeah. Okay. to everyone. even
1: like being misused and oh, yeah, overused yeah. right now and all that. That's like a whole other it's a whole that other could be a problem. Whole, yeah. That could be a whole episode on its own. Yes. You know? Like just uh stimulants. Yeah. Just you know? stimulants. Yeah.
0: So, they work by increasing the levels of <laughs> dopamine and norepi in the brain. Okay. So, these hormones are going to help improve attention, focus, and behavior so ones like i just said adderall another one is concerta that's a big one ritalin is a big one too i've heard of Ritalin. Um, so yeah. vivans has been one that's been used a lot as well and then the non-stimulants are Kind of newer and less common in medications, but I do use these. So even though they're less common, Mm -hmm. I do use the non stimulants as well. And they work by affecting different neurotransmitters and and receptors in the brain. So again, just like norepi and serotonin, there's also medications that use the alpha 2 and adrenergic receptors. All these big words for just a different way of the medicine working that's not going to give you the stimulant effects Mm. like the stimulant class of medication okay so these are pretty common stratera so that's a big one cap guanfacine which is also Intuniv, and then bupropion i haven't used bupropion i don't think that's a big one in peds yeah uh, but i'm sure in adults right one Right, right So medications for ADHD can have their side effects, just like I already kind of talked about, but this can include a decrease in appetite, insomnia, headaches, stomach ache. Stomach ache is a huge one. Irritability, mood swings. You can have increased blood pressure, heart rate. I mean, sometimes before we even start these kind of medications, these stimulant medications, there are physicians that would recommend an EKG Okay. You know,
1: or that cardiac clearance,
0: cardiac clearance before starting these kind of medications. Yeah, for
1: especially for the stimulant.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. for the stimulants. It's not always though. I don't. I've started stimulants without these kind of because the patient doesn't have a history sure. or something like that. But there are times where you do want to have that cardiac clearance. And I could definitely
1: see that for adults too. Like, yeah, mostly. Like, yeah. yeah, especially
0: adults where maybe we already have some sort of cardiac history. Mm -hmm. these side effects can usually be reduced by adjusting the dose and timing and type of the medication some of these side effects are going to be present you know and yes some of them do disappear like the irritability and then maybe the stomach and issues and all of that but there are times where you are taking this medication and it's not working and that's why you have such close follow-up Or I have close follow-up, at least with my patients, just to see how you're feeling, how you're tolerating it. I have to take a look at your weight. I have to take a look at what you're eating. Are you you having headaches, too many headaches? So all of these things I do take into account because not everyone is made equal. And then I might have to change your medication. Right. Mm -hmm. But some people may not respond well to the medication and may have more serious or intolerable side effects. So they may have other medical conditions that make the medication unsafe or unsuitable. In these cases, other treatment options may be more appropriate, such as behavioral therapy. Behavior therapy is a type of psychotherapy that focuses on changing the patterns of thoughts, feelings, behaviors that causes the problems for people with ADHD. So it can help people with ADHD to learn new skills, like we said, tips, tricks, so that they can cope with different challenges and then improve their self-esteem, their relationships. Because all of this, it's kind of all that executive function
1: that they're missing. Understood. So like she was saying, behavioral therapy, it can be delivered individually in groups even or in families, which is a pretty cool concept, I think, because like that, for instance, if it's like with a kiddo or doesn't have to be a very young kid, but maybe somewhere around nine, 10 years old, whatever, mm-hmm. preteen under the age of 18. <laughs> if they do it like with as a family unit that maybe everybody could know how to work with it uh, yeah. to what to expect what's going on everybody's in the same page and it's not that teenager feeling like the black sheep of the family or you know avoid those things everybody's on the same page there's open communication so i thought that was pretty cool that there are some options for that mm-hmm. and behavioral therapy it can also involve different techniques such as cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt social skills training parent training or behavioral interventions It can be especially helpful for young children with ADHD as it can teach them and their parents how to manage their symptoms, reduce disruptive behaviors, and increase positive behaviors. Counseling is another type of psychotherapy that can help people with ADHD deal with the emotional and social aspects of their disorder. Because we all know, and at least I remember, being a teenager is hard, Mm -hmm. and if you're dealing on top of being a teenager, all those hormones, everything that's happening, and then you're dealing with this and your parents don't understand you dealing with this. It's it's just a lot. You know? yeah. <laughs> so counseling can definitely help with that. It can provide a safe and supportive space for people with ADHD to express their feelings, explore their identity, and address any issues that may affect their well-being, such as stress, anxiety, depression, anger, low self-esteem, which is very important, especially when we're talking about teens okay all of a sudden it's gonna we have a new yeah we have a new person here Literally cool. i had to stop for a second and now he's all of a sudden because <laughs> on the video if you guys are seeing it versus listening to it only it went from no dog to all of a sudden dog sitting literally right in between us just sometimes you at the camera no 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 or you no. go back you go back outside no no, no. anyway just don't make eye contact nope it can't be by contact <laughs> <laughs> did you see me i was like i know <laughs> look at the opposite way and now hopefully he just hangs out there and is just not even gonna look no don't anyway so i was saying self-esteem very important especially for teenagers but it's important for everything like even right now i have a five-year-old his self-esteem is important you know yeah. if if he feels like he's not in the same i don't know level as his other little classmates in his school or he doesn't have all the friends he wants to have i don't know whatever whatever it is it will affect him so self esteem is very important even for little kiddos which is something that as a mom i've learned that cuz i didn't even know that was even something to consider worry about think about at such a young age but it's it's really important even for especially for something like this that not everybody understands where you know this person's coming from having add or adhd mm-hmm. so similar behavior therapy counseling can be delivered individually in groups and families like i had said and then of course the like the really popular one is the person-centered therapy trying to find a solution solution focused therapy or motivational interviewing so there's that okay
0: education so Education is an important component of treatment for ADHD, as it can help with people with ADHD and their families understand their disorder. And I think that's maybe part of the reason why maybe ADHD has been very—I don't want to say popular, but it's definitely been out there yeah. a lot more, yeah. maybe through social media a and time. a lot of education on it. And it's true. I mean, there's back then it wasn't really diagnosed, absolutely, and now. With all this education that's coming up, people are more aware and they're asking questions. Which
1: is something that's kind of hard to explain to older generations because older generations, like grandparents and whatever, they're like, oh, why is this happening so much more now? Why are we seeing such a big influx? Is it something that's happening new? Like, why are there so many kids now versus before? And it's, it's a lot to do with how much more it's being diagnosed now yeah. versus before. It's not really maybe there is maybe there is an increase in numbers but it's being a lot more diagnosed now versus before too yeah
0: i think the world has changed a lot big time big time so the world where our parents lived in Mm. is not the same i mean i compare what i did as a nine-year-old to what nine-year-olds are doing today oh my god and it is insanely different I think so, I was playing with
1: Barbies still at nine years old. I probably was too. Yeah. I don't even know. And now nine, nine, what is that like? Fourth, fifth grade? I think so. My fourth. I think so. So I was definitely playing with Barbies, and now they're on Snapchat and doing yeah. all these things. Like a lot of uh, a
0: lot more stimuli when it comes to TV, social media, the phones, tablets. There is research now showing that screen time does have an association of developing neurodevelopmental disorders. And it's very interesting, the studies that are coming out, but that's why I strongly encourage, I'm not saying to not do any cartoons, not to do any screen time, even for adults. What is it that they play nowadays? I don't even know.
1: What, adults? Yeah, adults.
0: What is that? Cod? Cod. What is it? Cod? Isn't it cod? What? Cod. Like the fish? No, yeah. Cod? Call of Duty. Oh, (laughs) Cod C O D. Yeah, C O D, Cod. yeah cod cod is that all what they call? Yeah,
1: but you said it cod like the fish. I'm you're thinking I went to fish.
0: Oh, is that what people say? They say C O D? Yeah, I think so. That's at least how I've heard it. C O D like Oh yeah, no, I but. say COD.
1: Yeah. <laughs> call of Duty. Yeah. Fish? Is it a fishing game that's gone viral? I mean, <laughs> no,
0: Call of Duty. Really? Because it used to be, I was thinking of wow to World of yeah. Warcraft.
1: oh yeah, and Minecraft. And Minecraft. Oh, yeah.
0: Roblox is
1: a big one. Oh, big time. So. Well, there's kiddos, like little kiddos, that are playing Minecraft. Oh, like yeah. At Roblox, yeah, if it's going out of style. They're they're like pros at this stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly listen. I'm a Crash Bandicoot person. So who Crash Bandicoot? I don't know what that is
0: from PlayStation. No. <gasps> Jesus, or Frogger? Tell me. No, Frogger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But right. I like
1: first, I at least when I was playing video games, I like first-person shooters, like Halo. I was super into Halo. Oh, my God. Those
0: 3D games got me very dizzy.
1: I w- was more 2D. Like, I would well, go one way or the other.
0: Well, it's 2D. No.
1: Yeah. I'm not wearing glasses or anything. She's just, just wearing it Halo. No,
0: but Halo, you can actually move the character to go to oh, different oh, places. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: yeah. no, I only go one way or the other.
0: <laughs> None of this back and forth and cha 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, yeah. Well, I'm dating myself. Okay. So, um, anyways,
1: <laughs> I think this whole limit the screen is time dating us. limit
0: the screen time. Okay. <laughs> so support is essential for people with ADHD and their families. That it helps them cope with challenges and difficulties that they may face, and it can also provide them with encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. So this can come from various sources, such as your friends, your teachers, your family, coaches, mentors, counselors, and other people with ADHD. So you're not alone, probably, and not probably, you're not alone. You're early. And then you can give or receive support by listening, empathizing, advising, coaching, and mentoring. And I always said you... Learn better when you teach someone. That's true. I'm sure that if you talk to someone with a similar situation, Mm -hmm. you will benefit from
1: learning from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And we just wanted to take the minute to, like, squeeze in here. And plug in our patreon because we have released really 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 cool um talking about add we're gonna like tangent here real quick (laughs) we've released some awesome episodes and we're gaining some listeners and followers and whatnot so check it out at patreon.com forward slash funny medicine podcast and you won't be disappointed because it's exactly like this just a whole other episode every friday so double of us every week anyway
0: continue (laughs) That's our little plug. She was plugged.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: So how does ADD and ADHD affect cognitive and intellectual functioning? So it can affect the cognitive and intellectual functioning of people with these disorders, especially in areas of attention and memory, executive function, processing speed, and also learning. People with ADHD may have difficulty paying attention to details, sustaining attention on tasks, switching attention between tasks. Remembering information, organizing tasks, planning ahead, solving problems, inhibiting impulses, controlling their emotions, processing information quickly, and also just acquiring new skills in general. Yeah, because
1: if you're having a hard time, like learning something, of course.
0: This is where I I question. I am a procrastinator. That is like very typical of ADHD. I cannot plan, you know, my month. There's no way, there's no way. If I sit, I can plan my month, like I can sit down and say, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. But you this mean every day. stick with it? But stick with it? Mm. No way. I have to, the way that my brain works is I work by triage. Okay. So what is the top three things that I have to do
1: Understood. today? Understood, Today. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Tomorrow's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the next day is the next day. But what is it that I need to do today? Okay, and then a lot of people say that that's procrastination. It is because I, sorry that I'm not doing it like three months in advance. Yeah, yeah. But
1: you're also a very, very, very busy person. Yeah, but there is people
0: that are very busy, but they are so good with their time management. And it's not that I don't time manage. Yeah. I just, I'm the type of person that when I wake up, I think about my whole entire to-do list. And in my whole entire to-do list, I triage. I'm like, okay, well. okay this is gonna have a little star next to it because <laughs> this has to get done today so that's how i that, that's how oh my, my brain gosh. works and then that same day i'm like all right i'm planning breakfast lunch dinner <laughs> <laughs> like the only time that i think advance is when i go to the grocery store and i have to buy like the stuff well for the yeah because you have week. to
1: you know it's yeah. pretty much you have to oh, yeah man
0: and also, like, I work on also, like, making my life easier mm. as well. So, you know, the next day's lunch, I don't think about next day's lunch because next day's lunch is always going to be leftovers from dinner the night before. And just in case, uh-huh. just in case if there's no more leftovers, I have a frozen meal that I can just spend. <laughs> that's how I work. That's how I work.
1: Well, it, it works for you. you
0: that's get what shit. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you get shit. Done, but Jules so. is not like that. Jules has a calendar I, and if it's not on the calendar it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist
1: yeah it doesn't because of again my abh whatever d or whatever one of these but you <laughs> you know. probably
0: don't have the hype well i don't know i'm not i, I haven't diagnosed julie yet, but <laughs> but julie is so good about like planning
1: everything i have to if not this podcast forget. is
0: alive because of julie Man, she asked me to write the show notes one day, and I and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna help her. And then I sat down and I was like, How the hell do you write show notes?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What I she remember does when say. I such you back and I'm like, Listen, I can handle it. Like this just opened up for me. Forget it. Like I could do it tonight. I'll be able to do it tonight. You're like, Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good because I hope this show is gonna suck. <laughs> I think it
0: was for this episode. It was. It was for ADHD. I I I sat down to write it, and I was like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" I can't remember the last time I wrote anything down. And the thing is that, you know, Jules, she's a writer. Okay, yeah, I'm not a writer. Okay, I I make presentations on diseases. That's why this works, though. You know, because you're presenting a lot. And I hate that because I hate like it's like a PowerPoint presentation. but that's what I do. That's what I've only done well, it and then maybe us. some research papers. <laughs> And even then, like, research papers are so, you know, like, science writing. It's so boring. Like, there's literally courses on scientific writing. Yeah. Because it's very different. It's not colorful.
1: Oh, no, no, no. It's not this at all. It's not this at all. No, no. So
0: I sat down and I was going to, I was literally going to give everyone a lecture on ADD and ADHD. (laughs) Charts. Can I include charts? (laughs) Can I include my PowerPoint presentation? Questions, concerns, objectives at the beginning? (laughs)
1: by the end of this episode you should know X, Y.
0: by the end of this episode i'm going to include a little family photo these are my kids <laughs> that's literally how every person ends a powerpoint presentation. really they always
1: end with a family photo that's so random well okay i, I guess you want to like include some personality into it or something yeah. maybe that maybe it's that to for break sure. the monotone for sure for sure wow tangent anyway okay. <laughs> anyways continue
0: yeah. I am like, continue <laughs> thinking about when my planner is coming out. I ordered a planner and I'm excited for it. Okay. Oh, there's a bunch of them like on
1: Etsy and stuff like that, that you could even like download. But I had like or...
0: a very specific one that I wanted and I was this oh, close yeah. to asking you to help me design one. Yeah, I could have done that for you too. I have Canva. I know, you have so many things on your plate right now. <laughs> But it was very hard for me to find ones. We'll see. We'll see. I have this one coming in. And then if I don't
1: like it, I might. Does it have a reminder? Because I feel like you do better with reminders.
0: So I need a bird's eye view of the month. Yes, for sure. Right? I need like a month view.
1: See, the Apple calendar works great.
0: Yes. Yes. And I do use the Apple. No, I do use the Apple calendar too. Because I need reminders all the time. Yeah. But I need like a bird's eye view. Okay. Right? And then I need a weekly dashboard. Okay. So I just need to see my week all together and then I need like a day by day literally Apple calendar no but you have to click it
1: No girl hold watch birds Birds I view. view. then you go up here week there's the week and then the day yeah I guess you're right and then you could add reminders and addresses and the whole thing how does that look like on my phone the same way or you could even do a fucking year today but wait what do I get the week view
0: let me see. Why did you go. <laughs> I just
1: turn my phone around and I'm like There's your way How week. Do you know that?
0: How did you know Because I do I that? literally
1: live by my calendar. Like I said, if it's, it's not on my calendar, wow. it doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, well. So you got everything. You got your bird's eye view, you got your week, and then you click on it and it's a day. And it remind the best thing about Apple I just spent like
0: sixty five dollars on an agenda.
1: Can you return it?
0: We'll see. It has a journal <laughs> section that I really
1: like. Okay, then that's good. Yeah, journaling is great. I, uh, we talked about the journaling about thing. The journaling. Uh, but but I get, the thing why I like Apple Calendar, which we're definitely not sponsored by Apple in the, the least, um, <laughs> is that the reminders. Yeah, I know. Because it's like, thing, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. You know? yeah. I even have an alarm for when I have to leave to pick up my kid from school. I do. I swear. I have to be there by like three o'clock. There's a weekly Monday through Friday at 2.15. But it's so crazy (laughs) that I'm not like I
0: benefit from that. Mm -hmm. But if let's say someone like a guy asked me out on a date Uh and send me a calendar invite. Okay. I'd I'd marry him. (laughs) Because I need that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I need that.
1: We need to find you this Julio. (laughs) Another one. <laughs> we keep going
0: back to. we always say that uh, I need
1: like the meal, the version of version to me. <laughs> oh, more. I you need to be younger. like you. And then I introduced him the world of Apple Calendar at, at, or iCal or whatever it's called. And now he's the same way as me. As if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. And I'm like, yes, I know. This is how we have to function. I as a if family. I had like a little <laughs> invite, I'd be like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> You're like. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Don't worry about the drink, hon. Yeah. We're, we're ready. Yeah, <laughs> let's, exactly. Let's skip the drink. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go get married. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. Anyways, largest tangent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Leave cognitive and intellectual difficulty. Defo- I can't. I can't. Oh, I'm, why am I dizzy? Because I haven't eaten today. Because it wasn't a reminder.
0: And because you had a Celsius. I'm like A you- reminder? Did you just listen to her? She didn't have eating on her calendar.
1: I haven't stopped today. Like, and then that's why I'm like, I literally have to tell myself on dates that it's like this. I'm like, I. Uh, that's another thing that's good about it. That you just talk to Siri like remind me or whatever. And then she'll remind you. I just need to do it. Like I need to use it
0: to get now, used to
1: it. And then you get used to it. Okay, shit. We went on a tangent. Then back to the tangent. Anyway, okay, so... These cognitive and intellectual difficulties can lead to poor academic and occupational performance, low self-confidence and frustration. Clearly, for sure. Because if you're like me and then it wasn't on the freaking calendar and then you forget, it's so like, damn it, why did I forget that again? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's a problem. Anyway. However... ADD and ADHD do not affect the overall intelligence or potential of people with these disorders, which I know that it's like a big concern with parents. Parents are like, oh, my God, my child has ADD or ADHD. What does that mean? Like, I mean, it's something to work with, but it's not that, you know, your kid has an intellectual um, problem.
0: Yeah. And sometimes there's a lot of overlap between things. You know, you can have a little bit of anxiety. You can have a little bit of ADHD. Mm. So there's a lot of overlap. So that's
1: why they're, the evaluation portion of it is very important. Very important. Okay. So people with ADD and ADHD can have, like she said, average, above average, or even superior intelligence. It just, you know, there's a lot going on. And they can also have strengths and talents of various domains, such as creativity, innovation, intuition, imagination, or humor. <laughs> we'll stick with that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we're both like... Anyway, uh, people with ADD and ADHD can overcome their con- <laughs> cognitive, I always want to say it in a different way, cognitive and intellectual challenges by using strategies, accommodations, and interventions that can help them optimize their functioning and achieve their goals. For example, people with ADD and ADHD can use reminders, calendars, timers, <laughs> checklists, organizers, or apps to help them manage their time, tasks, and materials. They can also use cues, mnemonics, associations or repetitions
0: m- mnemonics it's
1: my life yeah mnemonic. i mean for, well for med school it's like all mnemonics. everything everything has a mnemonic uh, you guys have like the craziest mnemonics we do mario was would tell me like something about something about aunt sue or whatever i don't know like there were mm-hmm. long ones too like it was yeah. a whole freaking story i'm like yeah why not just learn the thing you just told me a whole story <laughs> it's too much it's too much and
0: we need the, m- the mnemonics So, like, kind of help us have, like, a lighter spark of memory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Associations or repetitions. I know a lot of people. Like, I remember in med school, repetitions was big for some people, too. Mm -hmm. They would just, like, continue either drawing something out or That was me during undergrad. During undergrad, I would write. Yeah.
0: I would write and write my notes because the more I would write it physically, like, actually not type it. Yeah write it then i would remember what page my note was on everything but then when i went to medical school
1: no too much for you to write man so much
0: <laughs> the way that i can compare medical school i think my brother said it one time it's like if you stood in front of
1: a fire hydrant and uh-huh. you tried to drink water from a fire hydrant that is amazingly i mean victim, yeah. right yeah yeah of course Victor yeah it's brilliant
0: <laughs> so i quickly started
1: <laughs> writing notes because it took me forever like I wasn't even able to like finish the material yeah, it's impossible it's too much yeah. repetitions to help them remember information the use of breaks rewards I do use rewards I don't I, I should I probably. do do that yeah like something simple yeah yeah, yeah. a coffee or whatever I like yeah. today I'm having that <laughs> um incentives or interests to help them stay focused and motivated and they could also use feedback I was gonna say Facebook
0: <laughs> they can also use Facebook oh the
1: squirrel Wow. Oh my god. And that was classic squirrel. That was,
0: that was so fucking classic. Like, I'm embarrassed for myself.
1: That was like Disney like the um, the movie Up, like the dogs when they were like barking and arguing and then they're like squirrel. There was literally a squirrel. Julie has these cable wires because my windows open behind us. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Genetic factors. Let's just go there. Genetic factors. Just go
0: there. Okay. So the answer is yes, there are genetic factors in most cases. So ADHD tends to run in families and is passed down from parents to children. Not all the time, but can happen studies have shown that about 75 percent of the variation in adhd symptoms can be explained by genetic factors so researchers have identified several genes that are associated with adhd and they have also found that these genes are involved in regulation of neurotransmitters such as dopamine nor epi which are the ones that we were discussing sure. the ones that we target with medication that affect attention motivation and behavior same thing that we want with the medications However, genetics is not the only factor that influences ADHD. Environmental factors such as exposure to toxins, premature birth, brain injury, nutrition, stress can also increase the chances of you developing ADHD. So not everyone who inherits these genes for ADHD will develop the disorder. Okay, Mm -hmm. So the expression of the genes may depend on other factors such as gene environment interactions, epigenetics, and random variation. So, in other words, ADHD is not a simple genetic disorder, but a multifactorial one, like a lot of things in medicine. I yeah. know. So, this means that there's no single gene um, or test that can diagnose or predict ADHD. The diagnosis is based on a comprehensive evaluation, and that involves medical, psychological, behavioral, and educational assessments. All right, myths.
1: Okay. So, I kind of like mostly for these big topics to include some myths and facts, because I mean, like we said earlier, TikTok, Instagram, like you see ADD, ADHD everywhere these Mm -hmm. days. Like it's a it's a big like talking point right now. So clearly, if it's become so popular, there's gonna be it's inevitable Mm -hmm. that myths are gonna come out. So I've included some and these are the common like misconceptions, stereotypes, stigmas that you'll see out there. So there's a myth called ADHD isn't a real condition.
0: There are. And my parents were probably one of those people. <laughs> older, yeah, I did
1: <laughs> definitely see how the older generation could definitely think that this is not a real condition, that this yeah. is something. And I'm sure like, that there's people nowadays that also don't believe that this is a real medical condition. Yeah, yeah. for sure. People that don't believe in science. And whatever. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And so obviously it's a real and it's a valid condition that is recognized by the National Institute of Health. So the NIH, the CDC and the American Psychiatric Association. ADHD is a difference in how the brain develops and functions and it can be seen in brain imaging studies and other research. So it's not even just an evaluation and by talking to a doctor or something very abstract, yeah. you could actually physically see it in brain imaging. So go ahead and take Myths this
0: Myth number two, people with ADHD, okay. <laughs> people with ADHD just need to try harder.
1: Insufferable to
0: hear. I know. And uh, here's the thing I, it's so multifactorial. Like we just said, there's so much that you can do wow. with ADHD. And yes, sometimes we need medication. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we can get away just with changing their environment and getting like an individualized learning plan, Mm -hmm. or maybe making modifications as an adult, like going to counseling and then see if there's any tips and tricks that we can do to kind of modify and learn how to navigate our symptoms, Right. right? so the fact is that adhd is not a problem of motivation it's not that you don't want to you're not motivated to do anything okay or that you're lazy Mm -hmm. it's people with adhd are often trying as hard as they can to pay attention and control their behavior Telling them to just focus is like asking someone to nearsighted to just see further. Okay. Yeah. The reason that they struggle with attention and behavior has nothing to do with the
1: attitude, but the way that their brain works. And it's also like telling a woman to just relax. Yeah. Whew. Ouch. Do not Ooh. tell me. Oh my god, I just got the shivers. From do that. not tell me to relax because all you're doing is sparking a- the fire that is already sizzling sizzling you, know? sizzling you just add gasoline to it okay so you did the opposite of me relaxing oh my god i can't i can't i can't anyway so yeah it's like that <laughs> it's a it's true and mario husband it's it's a button
0: you and mario okay
1: oh yeah we're fine but it's, it's i a know button. what you mean though it's a button mm-hmm. like ooh. i mean we're 15 years together you would hope that by now he would know that that word is definitely not the word to use yeah, But sometimes that happens, and I'm like... What have you told you? Let's take a step back. Okay, a little better.
0: But communication, do not see, communication. But do not see relax. Yeah, I know.
1: Anyway, so another myth. People with ADHD can never focus. I mean, again, it's a disorder for a reason. You know, people with ADHD, they can, but they're not always on what they need to focus on or what they want to focus on that moment or Um, they're probably focusing on too many things so they can't really tailor it down to just one thing exactly it's like a ball of yarn you know in there so it's it's hard it's hard they may have difficulty sustaining attention but they can also have the ability to focus intensely on something that interests them completely (laughs) (laughs) scrolling through tiktok that's me just this is called hyperfocus. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will literally not hear anything around me. But when I I'm think, hyper-focused. I know, but I think
0: like when you're in social media, you just have it's like perfect, right? It's like oh yeah, I know. You're it grabs your attention for like uh, less than a minute. You're on to the next thing, and then you're on to the next thing. So it like kind of
1: works with 100 attention and, and attention, it, and it's working with the dopamine. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So you're just like. It's a lot. Uh, It's a lot. lot of science in there. Oh, yeah. And obviously, this is a challenge. So yeah, next myth. So all kids with ADHD are
0: hyperactive. So we kind of already went through this. That's not it. You can have ADD, which is primarily inattentive, not hyperactive. Mm-hmm. So not all kids with ADHD have hyperactivity as the as symptoms. Some kids have inattention or, or maybe just impulsivity or a combination of both. These are different types of ADHD, predominantly inattentive uh, presentation, predominantly hyperactive impulsive presentation, or the combined presentation, which was the top three that we said, or the main three subtypes. And then the type of ADHD may change over time. So that's what I was kind of saying that it's, you know, you're going to have worse days and then maybe in the future you learn how to manage your ADHD a little bit better. So it might be a different form of ADHD that you might have. But anyways, the symptoms may also vary depending on the age, the gender, and then the
1: environment of that kid. Okay. Another myth. Only boys have ADHD. No, definitely not. Negative. I've never heard that myth. I have actually. But yeah, because maybe they're just a boy. They're just like hyper... Exactly. And they say it just like that. It's a very, like, you know, me because I have a boy. You yeah. know, I notice those things because I have a boy. And it's just, like, very, like, sly. Oh, yeah, they're just more like that. So it makes... And just, not true. You know, no. there's... C- not girls. all girls just sit and color. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I was so. not one of them.
0: <laughs> I was a savage. <laughs> <laughs> I am my mother's savage daughter. <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> anyway, so... Both boys and girls can have ADHD, but they are not diagnosed at the same rate. Boys are more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than girls because they tend to show more externalizing behaviors, such as hyperactivity, aggression, that are more noticeable and disruptive. Girls tend to show more internalizing behaviors, such as inattention and daydreaming, (laughs) and are less visible and more likely to be overlooked or misdiagnosed as anxiety or depression. Jesus me
0: <laughs> <laughs> stop reading me Lord. <laughs> myth adhd is caused by bad parenting poor diet or too much screen time that's actually not a myth and we have facts about this right now
1: <laughs> you're like listen <laughs> no i swear we do hold on so the part that is a myth is the bad parenting and yeah that's a myth and maybe a little bit of the poor diet yeah no it's definitely a myth yeah and and I think that
0: a lot of people also monetize on this. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. unfortunate. But I, I definitely think socials. that there are parenting skills that you can learn mm-hmm. with kids that have ADHD. So you want to be more concise in your commands. You want to keep things short to the point. Kids with ADHD are not. You can't tell them like a whole entire paragraph and expect them to go and solve everything. That has to be very straight to the point, short phrases. Mm -hmm. And then that way you can keep their attention. And then also... I do say to avoid certain foods. So, like, maybe things that don't have caffeine, sugars, and stuff like that. But that's not going to cause ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some of the possible causes or risk factors of ADHD can include a family history, like we already discussed, exposure to toxins. Some of these can be, like, lead, lead poisoning. Okay. Which we've Um,
1: seen a lot of freaking like, recalls with that. What the hell? Yeah. You know, anyway.
0: And then an an interesting one is Flint, Michigan. So lead, alcohol during pregnancy, early childhood, drug abuse during pregnancy as well. Premature birth and low birth weight, brain injury or a brain infection can also maybe cause some neurodevelopmental disorders later on. And then poor nutrition or sleep problems can also cause that and not having too much sugars. It's like, literal poor nutrition like malnutrition Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. yeah so it's
1: different another myth adhd medications lead to drug abuse or addiction so adhd medication does not lead to drug abuse or addiction if it is used as prescribed and monitored by a doctor Mm -hmm. you know not like how we're seeing unfortunately with adderall and stuff that people are taking and they don't even have add or adhd but they take it for performance or whatever work school name it then that's dicey. In fact, research has shown that people with ADHD who take medication are less likely to develop substance use disorders than people with ADHD who do not take medication. However, ADHD medication can be misused or abused by people who don't have ADHD, like I just said, or that they take it without the prescription or in higher doses than recommended. This can be dangerous and obviously harmful and it could lead to the addiction or the overdose.
0: And then another myth is that people with ADHD are not smart or successful. False. There are clearly
1: full ass doctor right here. So they you just know. gotta learn how to manage it.
0: So people with ADHD are are smart. They are successful. Again, it's just a different way of your brain thinking, and it can have its strengths. And it can you can have ta- you can be talented in various domains such as creativity, innovation, intuition, imagination, humor. for for those of you listening on the podcast julia and i smiled at the camera (laughs) but many famous accomplished uh, people have adhd such as albert einstein thomas edison richard branson walt disney my favorite yeah michael phelps simone biles justin timberlake wow these are all people i didn't know
1: i learned this too (laughs) especially these people that they are so probably regimented yeah you you would think walt i mean it's like what i was saying if you grab like the calendar or something you just gotta yeah. stick to something that you could just put your exactly brain on I guess. and
0: uh people with adhd can overcome these challenges and achieve their goals with the right support treatment and strategies
1: yep so i hope that then was all useful information for you all please don't self-diagnose yourselves like we tend to do here <laughs> yeah i know but yeah. do seek therapy uh talk to somebody even your primary care physician and explain what your thoughts and concerns are about this. Yeah. They will point you to the right avenue, given whatever it is that you're you know, concerned about in this stuff. So obviously, reach us out to our socials. Thank you for all the support. We love you guys. Engage with us. We love it. We're on all the socials. Our email is bunnymedicine305 at gmail.com. Write us about anything. We just love hearing from you guys. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs> like comment, review us on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, etc. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at funny Medicine Podcast.
0: Our Gmail is funnymedicine305 at gmail.com. And remember, we are not diagnosing you. Definitely not. Just funny stuff. See you later, guys.